Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 a congressman suggests more arrests are coming in the chinese police station case the chinese they have a big master plan and they are ruthlessly following it and they've been following it for years and what do we have we have no plan house republicans host a hearing on crime in New York City. If they get a hearing like the one yesterday, and it's like the first time in eons that their ideas got tested. California considers income-based electric bills. It does not incentivize um, being more energy efficient. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Wednesday, April 19th. I'm Mike Scott. Following the arrest of two men in New York City for allegedly running a covert police station for the Chinese Communist Party, circumventing U.S. sovereignty, there is a renewed focus on these secret police stations that have been popping up all over the world in order to spy on Chinese citizens abroad. Well, the Department of Justice has arrested two Chinese Americans for setting up and operating a secret Chinese police station in New York City. This is something that I have been reporting on now for months, the fact that the CCP set up a Chinese police station in the middle of New York. China's foreign ministry is pushing back against this, claiming, quote, China maintains a policy of non-interference in other countries. And these alleged police stations do not exist. The DOJ just arrested two people who set them up. Democrat Congressman Seth Moulton of Massachusetts suggests that more arrests are coming. These exist not only throughout the United States, but throughout the world. And it's quite absurd. I mean, the idea that the the Chinese Communist Party has these police stations in foreign countries to to pursue, harass, even prosecute not only their own citizens, but Chinese Americans, American citizens just exercising their constitutional rights to free speech. Some of the things that we take for granted here in the United States, but are not uh, legal in China, you know, that, that it's just a really absurd situation. And obviously we need to crack down. I'm, I'm frankly surprised it's taken us this long to make these arrests. Do you expect more arrests to come? Yes, absolutely. Uh, clearly, this is a practice that, that we need to stamp out because they're infringing on the rights of American citizens. According to reports from multiple human rights organizations, the secret police stations are used to carry out human rights abuses, including harassment and intimidation of Chinese nationals living abroad, with tactics such as threatening the family members of the overseas citizens. The report also claims that centers have been used to monitor the activities of Chinese citizens overseas and spread Communist Party propaganda. K.T. McFarlane is a former deputy national security advisor of the U.S., and joined the Salem Radio Network, saying these covert police stations are just another intimidation tactic used by the Chinese Communist Party. 
I mean, it's an intimidation tactic. They're going after Chinese of American descent, particularly yeah. Chinese who may have family members, cousins, parents, grandparents back in China and letting them know, you step out of line, you criticize China, we're going to take it out on your family members. Oh. I mean, it, it, it's like it, and during the sort of early worst days of COVID when President Trump was calling it the Chinese flu and he was saying it was all China's fault. We now realize he was right. But at the time, it, it, people were yeah. being criticizing for being a racist. You know, Nancy Pelosi said, I'm going to Chinatown. I love the Chinese. President Trump's anti-Chinese. He's anti this. He's anti that. Yeah. And it turned out that the Chinese president or the Chinese leaders called the Americans. And, and I know because I was in this administration. And yeah. they called and said, stop calling it the Chinese anything. If you criticize us, we are going to stop the flow of antibiotics to the United States. You know, we make all your antibiotics and all the component parts for antibiotics. We're going to just shut it down. We're going to, you're not going to get amoxicillin. You're not going to get penicillin. You're not going to get acetamin. It's Tylenol because we're going to shut it down unless you stop criticizing us. The former deputy national security advisor believes that China simply will not tolerate any criticism. That's the new Chinese world order. That's the world order they envision, that they will not talk about no humility. They will not tolerate anybody criticizing them on the world stage. And if you do criticize them, they'll crush you. And how will they crush you? By denying your life. McFarland is disappointed in the Biden administration because she believes they have no plan. The problem that I find with the Biden administration is they're confronted with a big problem. And I guess like alcoholics, they refuse to admit they have a problem. And as a result of refusing to admit it, they kind of define it away. Oh, it's not a big deal. That balloon, no, it's nothing much to it. Oh, the Chinese hypersonic weapon systems, well, it's not threatening. Da, 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 da. And, you know, the Chinese are good guys. They're good guys. It's, it's a refusal to recognize it. And as a result, the Chinese, they have a big master plan, and they are ruthlessly following it. And they've been following it for years. And what do we have? It's like we're, we have no plan. You know, there, there's just no sense of a comprehensive how do you deal with a threat that is across the board to your economy, to your sovereignty, to your yeah. people, yeah. to your way of life, yeah. to democracy, to the world order? And we're just frittering it away. And I, you know, look, politicians always lie, cheat, and steal. I don't have a lot of confidence in those politicians. But I have, used to have confidence in the press and the free press and the free speech of the United States. And I think the people I put this blame the most on are the media. Europe hosts most of the police stations, according to the report, with locations in London, Amsterdam, Prague, Budapest, Athens, Paris, Madrid, and Frankfurt. North America is home to at least four of the centers, including locations in Toronto and New York City. Those arrested are accused of conspiracy to transmit interstate threats and conspiracy to commit interstate harassment. The United States continues to criticize Russia's refusal to release a Wall Street Journal reporter being held on espionage charges. Daybreak Insider's White House correspondent Greg Clugson has the very latest on the battle to get an American journalist back home. 
Presidential Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said the administration is deeply concerned that American journalist Evan Gershkovich remains imprisoned. She called Tuesday's judicial proceeding in Moscow a sham. The charges against Evan are baseless, and we call on Russia, Russian Federation to immediately release him. The U.S. is also calling for the release of American Paul Whelan, who has been imprisoned in Russia since December 2018. Greg Clugston, The White House. The House Republican hearings on crime in New York City are underway, and the raucous crowd highlighted that many citizens of the Big Apple are fed up with the spike in crime that is hitting their neighborhoods. These hearings come as Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, who is prosecuting former President Donald Trump, has come under fire by many critics for what they see as Bragg pursuing a politically motivated indictment while ignoring the spike in crime in his city. Democrat Representative Jerry Nadler of New York dismissed the hearing by saying House Republicans are doing the, quote, bidding, end quote, of Donald Trump. Let me be very clear. We are here today in lower Manhattan for one reason and one reason only. The chairman is doing the bidding of Donald Trump. Committee Republicans designed this hearing to intimidate and deter the duly elected district attorney of Manhattan from doing the work his constituents elected him to do. Meantime, Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio asks a witness if they feel that Alvin Bragg's policies on crime are hurting New York City. The policies being implemented by this district attorney are going to ruin this great city. Do you agree with that? Yes, I do. Scary, isn't it? Scary what you see. It's scary what Miss Harrison's had to endure, what Mr. Alba's had to endure, what Miss Brames had to endure, and what Mr. Borgen has had to endure. And it's driven by that day one memo. That day one memo which sent a message to this town, to the bad guys in this town, you can do bad things and you're not going to get prosecuted. Do you agree with all that, Mr. Holden? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's scary. Soft on crime policies are going to ruin this great city, and that's why we're here. Robert Holden, a Democrat city councilman, says that while he is a Democrat, his primary loyalty is to his constituents. My allegiance is to my constituents, and I live here. For 71 years, I've lived in New York City. I've seen bad times, high crime, 2,000 murders a year in the 80s. I've not seen the lawlessness that I'm seeing today in New York City in my lifetime. That means we're afraid to go anywhere. There's Let me just things- be clear. So, I want to just, so in 71 years, your life here in this great city, it's never been as bad as it is today. And I, I've had so many friends leaving this town because they, they just see the quality of life dropping. They go out on the street. There's people driving down the wrong way uh, with electric scooters. There's people robbing stores. You know that all the pharmacies in New York City have to be under lock and key. You have to go in a case. Holden goes on to say that he believes Bragg's announcement that he would not prosecute small crimes sends a bad message. It's so bad, these these small crimes, that Mr. Bragg has said he's not going to prosecute. You don't send that message out there. And that's why we disagree. We're the same party. But we totally disagree on that. I am, again, my allegiance is not to the party. It's to my constituents and where I live. And, and again, I, I plan to live here, you know, until I die. 
but I don't want to see you go down the drain. The day one memo that Republicans and witnesses repeatedly referred to was simply a message that Bragg issued at the beginning of his term, which said that pretrial detention for criminals would only be used for the most violent and that his office would not prosecute some low-level offenses. Andy McCarthy, columnist for National Review and a former assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, joined the Salem Radio Network and says... I think they they thought that uh, the, the witnesses would be uh, inclined to play along when they went into their uh, spiel about how the whole thing was, uh, you know, Jim Jordan uh, basically, you know, doing a circus for Trump's benefit. And it turned out that they wanted to talk about crime, which is a, an issue that uh, cuts across partisan lines uh, and always has in New York, uh, yeah. because whether people are Republicans or Democrats, they want to be yeah. able to send their yeah. kids down the block to the store and, and think that the store won't be robbed and the kid will show up back home safe. You know, that's not what uh, the, I don't think that's what the Democrats had in mind. So. Uh, it was an interesting hearing. McCarthy says that it was evident to him that Democrats like Jerry Nadler believed that since they were in New York City, the crowd would be with Democrats. And they were wrong. They're dealing with people who, like, on paper, if you're just going to check the blocks, the boxes, oh, we have a black yeah. woman from Harlem. She must be a Democrat, uh, so she'll roll with whatever we want her to roll with. And it turns out, no, that's not how it works. Whoa. They're actually, you know, Whoa. living, breathing human beings who have real concerns. And crime is at the top of the list. So yeah. you need to be able to talk about crime. But the, the story they tell about crime is fiction. So they can't talk about crime. And that's why Republicans are nuts. If they should, Republicans should be talking about crime every single day. The former assistant U.S. attorney pointed out that the hearing was probably the first time in many years that Democrats had their ideas challenged by voters. These guys who are, in, who are political professionals in one-party cities, they have a script for every single thing. They think if they keep repeating it, it will become reality. They never have to defend their ideas because there's no competition from the other side. And the media just is like they're note takers. They write whatever they say and they don't challenge it. And what happens to these Democrats in particular is they get in a hearing like the one yesterday. And it's like the first time in eons that their ideas got tested and the stupid things they say got thrown back at them. And they yeah. didn't know how to deal with it. Bragg's office has pushed back on some GOP claims that the city is overwhelmed by crime. Bragg's office went on to say that the district attorney is, quote, reducing crime in Manhattan, reversing a tough spike that began before he even took office. Virtually every major crime category is lower in Manhattan now than it was last year, end quote. Fox and Dominion voting systems have settled a voting machine company's defamation lawsuit. We get more on this from Daybreak Insider Norman Hall. Fox has agreed to pay $787 million to settle with Dominion. The agreement ends a trial that exposed how the top-rated network chased viewers by promoting lies about the 2020 presidential election and arguing that Fox had damaged its reputation by helping peddle phony conspiracy theories about its equipment switching votes from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. In a statement issued shortly after the announcement, 
Fox News said the network acknowledged the court's rulings finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. Dominion lawyer Justin Nelson said outside the court that the truth matters, lies have consequences. I'm Norman Hall. If you live in California, your electricity bill could soon be affected by how much money you earn and your bill will start to look different by 2025. The days of switching off the lights or turning down the thermostat to save on your electric bill may be over in California. A new proposal from California's energy companies would charge families not based on how much power they actually use, but how much money they earn. Households making less than $28,000 a year could pay just $24 a month. Families making $180,000 a year or more would be charged a minimum of $128 a month. If accepted, the flat fees wouldn't change electric bills until 2025. Ethan Behrman of the Behrman Firm says that while he's the type of guy that believes in a progressive tax system, to use it for utilities will not incentivize conservation. Look, I I support a progressive tax system. I believe that it should be incremental. But what's happening here uh, with this type of weird approach to a progressive electric rate system doesn't do exactly what you're talking about. It does not incentivize um, being more energy efficient, using other methods to reduce our energy usage. It just simply penalizes people based on their income. And again, I won't even start because I know you have other questions for me, but But this just shows how the large quasi-governmental utilities with their monopolies that are granted under the laws here in California are are not effectively providing the service in a cost-effective manner to the actual ratepayers. It's just a failure. Looking ahead, Behrman wonders if California will float the idea of water bills based on income. You can do things... For example, uh, based on your usage, you can increment up the cost per kilowatt. Um, and, and you could say things like, you know, if you exceed uh, a thousand kilowatts a month, your rate increases 25%. Only the wealthiest Californians uh, are going to start paying more in those areas, not the lower income people, because I, I think you're right. I mean, it, is my water bill going to be based on my income? Is my trash bill going to be based on my income? I don't think that those are wrong questions to ask here. Again, it comes down to a core function. What are they doing? They provide electricity. California is absolutely leading the way on clean energy. And oddly, uh, Texas is, is, is one of the leaders as well with their wind energy. But California is investing heavily. And the point here is to provide electricity and not to harm people because of their income. And, and not that the higher income people can't afford that slightly higher base rate, but they won't reduce. I just don't believe that they're going to reduce the price per kilowatt eventually as well. The Republican Speaker of the House pitches a proposal to his conference that would raise the debt ceiling into 2024 while slashing spending. Daybreak Insider's Edwin Mora has more on the latest battle over the debt ceiling on Capitol Hill. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, during a closed-door meeting with his GOP conference Tuesday, presented a go-it-alone debt limit increase bill 
He hopes will bring President Biden to the negotiating table, but he is facing a steep challenge in bringing Republicans together to pass a proposal by his new self-imposed deadline of next week. The Speaker needs 218 votes to pass the legislation, but about a half dozen House Republicans, more than enough to sink the bill, refuse to commit to a proposal that's still incomplete. Edwin Mora, Capitol Hill. Buffalo Bill safety Damar Hamlin is focusing on his next big objective, returning to the NFL field. Daybreak Insider sports correspondent Gethin Coolball has more on what could be a triumphant return to the gridiron. DeMar Hamlin has been fully cleared to resume playing. It's the latest and biggest steps in his remarkable recovery some four months after going into cardiac arrest and having to be resuscitated on the field. Bill's general manager Brandon Bean said the clearance came after Hamlin met with a third and final specialist, with all three being in agreement that Hamlin can resume playing without any fear of setbacks or complications. And finally, according to a new poll... 90% of pet owners would rather snuggle up with their furry companion than with a human being. Pets are like family members to anyone who owns one, but that sometimes comes at the expense of other family members. I mean, you're the dog person here, I so I'm going to lean on you with this story. Yeah, okay. New poll finds a majority of dog owners prefer cuddling with their dog over a human. Yeah, <laughs> I can confirm I can confirm. You're like no-brainer. Yeah. Really? Six six and ten pet owners admit to confiding with their pets, all their problems. Yes. Is that true? (laughs) That too, yeah. You you talk to Luna about your problem. She's my emotional support dog. But she doesn't talk back to you. She doesn't. No, she's a good listener. The poll suggests that six and ten pet owners admit to confiding in their pets when they have a bad day and prefer to spend time with them over their own partners. Seven in ten pet owners also indulge their companions with luxuries like designer clothing and custom-made beds and take them to high-end pet spas. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott.